Welcome to the show. I'm Shane North, a.k.a. The Sports Car Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Car Nobody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I have a little call-up from the bullpen going on. Um, similar to something that happened to me a couple months back, I had a guest all lined up for this evening and uh, unfortunately had a cancellation right before we were set to record. So I uh, reached out, was kind of talking about this in a little Instagram chat, and I've got one of the cousins coming on to step in and save the day, so I have somebody else to uh, help tell some cool hobby stories and save you all from having to hear me make up another episode on my own. So Cousin Tony of the Cousins Collectibles Podcast coming on. You know him also from The Faction. We just dropped uh, Volume 5, just came out last Friday. That episode was so much fun. Go check that out if you haven't. But yeah, Tony steps in tonight as a, as a last-second interview guest here on the uh on the sports card nobody we get to talk about some nintendo we're talking about one of ones we got some some decent out of nowhere pulling it out of our butts conversation always such a good time having a cousin on the show you guys know how much i adore what those two dudes are doing for this hobby and in the content space but yeah i really don't have much else stick around for that tony stepping in out of the bullpen last minute thank you let's get to that interview all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, as I was kind of talking about in the intro there, having to pivot here, super last minute, cousin Tony stepping in because I had uh, a guest, unfortunately, cancel on me again right before we were gonna. I was ready to record. So we're kind of making this up. Uh, you're stepping out of the bullpen, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, and keeping me company for a half hour here. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was like, you said, ah, I fell. I was like, dude, I'll jump, just let's just jump on and talk hobby like we usually do and hit record. Yeah, why not, right? We'll, we'll figure out something to talk about, but uh, but yeah. So um, so hopefully I'll be able to figure things out with that with the other guests down the road, be able to record um, with them. But um, uh, again, thank you so much for hopping on out of, out of the blue here. But uh, why don't we just figure out something to talk about? You you just were mentioning you got a um, a little magazine, something cool. You want to share that? What do you got? Yeah, man. So um, I remember we talked about this. Here's the here's the plug on the latest episode of the Faction. Faction Volume Five. Check that out if you haven't already. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, I, I I told you that I picked up the Nintendo Fun Club News, and it's uh, this is uh, the Winter 1987 edition, and it features Mike Tyson's Punch Out on it. And you know, look at I that mean, Nintendo you know, Fun Club News. Mike Tyson just young yeah. mike too look at that man yeah still got yeah. the hair and everything <laughs> yeah it's wild so this this is what you know preceded the what we know uh nintendo power to be today mm-hmm. it's wild look at the uh the advertisement on the back has the nes advantage there oh man yeah so, yeah it's got that the was full a, the full big yeah. joystick yeah that was a very uncomfortable uh uh controller my cousin had it and it just he bought it, it looked cool and then it, and then it just sat yeah. But, you know, this is one of these things, man, just always chasing nostalgia as I'm paging through it. I haven't even actually looked through it the whole thing yet, but um, it seems to be intact. Like I told you on the other show, I said, I hope this is the real deal. Even if it's not, you know what? I didn't have to, you know, mortgage the farm for it. And right, it just right, right. takes me right back to the good old days, as you say. Yeah. yeah, I just do what I mean. It's when you get these things like this, it's like, man, what a just takes you to that happy place. You don't have yeah. to cut the grass there. There's yeah. no mortgage. There's <laughs> none of right. that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Nothing but trying to figure out how to beat Mike. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah, biggest yeah. worry of the day. Yeah. That's, I mean, I talk about that a lot, dude. The, the, the thing I love the best about collecting cards or whatever it is to collect is that time machine effect. The ability, the ability to just go back to that and just 
just feel like you're there. You know, it's, it's pretty wild. And in the magazine, like seeing you have that, that just brings back so many memories myself, uh, especially in high school, PlayStation magazine was so big. I remember every, every month, one of my buddies had those and we'd be pouring through those magazines, about all the different PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like learning so much about Gran Turismo two, I think from one of those, you know, that was such a, that game had a major impact in me, you know, I think that was like freshman year or something like that. You know, me and my buddy trying to figure out how to tune up the cars and whatnot. I remember, uh, so PlayStation one was the first console that I bought on my own. Mm. We were in high school and, um, like you say, like we would, so basically our town was the high school was on one end of the town and we worked on the whole complete other side. We had a walk. It was a good, you know, uphill both ways type deal (laughs) but um yeah man that i remember getting that and uh it was like the first time and and actually it was like a little mom and pop store at the time was Mm. it was a lady she was like a hippie she was very weird like you went in there and it was like the incense was burning it was not your typical video game store (laughs) so but you know all that stuff again man it just it just takes you back to like i always say that happy place yeah man Um, did you guys have funko land yes we did um not in our immediate town, but yes, there was a Funko Land uh, within, you know, like the next town over, something like that. Our stuff was uh, Electronics Boutique. Yeah, okay. Yep, was we big. had those as well um, in the malls. Yeah, yeah. And then we just had like two or three uh, mom, what I call mom and pop stores mm. that, um, and we really, we went to that one lady a lot. She was super cool, uh, real down to earth. Like it was, like I said, it was weird. She was not your typical, like, uh video game person like sure it was weird but <laughs> yeah anyway. we had a, a fun land down the street from us so we could walk to it and i remember when resident evil came out none of us had a playstation at the time um i, I got my playstation maybe a couple years after this but uh yeah. so me and my buddies none of us had it but we would walk over to that fun land because they had the resident evil game demo but it was like the, the actual game it wasn't just so you could you just okay. pick up from the beginning of the game and play and we were trying we we had some magazine. We were trying to learn how to play the game. We would just walk over there and play as long as we could. I don't know, maybe like an hour. That nobody ever kicked us out or anything. But that was the only way we could play that game, game back yeah. then, which was uh, my buddy See, AJ. Oh, nice. See, you can't get that now, man. But you know, luckily we 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 chase it with the cars. I wanted to ask you mm. the. Uh, so what what's going on in the world of the nobody? I know you picked like we did the deal with the Bretts, mm-hmm. but you're kind of starting to build that little run and. Yeah, you know, when when when's that next big move? Because I know you're you're moving some pieces around. Oh man, so yeah, uh, I think the next big move already happened. Um, so yeah. just the other day, I actually had a couple people who were able to make this happen because um, I had a couple cards. I had a, a Seth Rollins red auto from the 2020 finest set, and I have a, I had a Liv Morgan from the same set, and I was collecting this 2020 finest set pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of like once I kind of kind of went all in on wrestling cards. That was the set that I said, man, I love this set. This has so many great wrestlers in it. I'm, I'm going to go for this pretty heavy. Uh, but over the last couple of months, it kind of got obvious, you know, there's a lot of bigger players who are actually collecting that set. And there were so many cards that I was getting beat out on. Um, and it started to feel a little bit like, man, I've got a lot of these cards that don't mean as much to me specifically because it, they're in the set. So I'm buying it just because they're in the set, but man, I could probably use these to get some Brett stuff. So I, um, I decided to start breaking the setup. I had sold a couple pieces, a couple big pieces, and these, these two, the Seth and this Liv, I had a couple people that I am friendly with through social media, my buddy Chris and my buddy Matt. 
were both interested. So they bought those a couple, I mean, maybe early last week is when they bought them and it kind of pushed me over the edge financially to make a play on this car that I've been waiting for. So uh, the new, uh, what is it? The 2023 Immaculate WWE set had just dropped. A lot of great cards, very you know higher end stuff. There's not a lot of Bret Hart in there. There's only three cards. He has the base card. He has an autograph, um, which I believe, I, I haven't confirmed this yet, but I believe the the nicknames autograph is what he's got. I think that those only come numbered to 25. I don't think that they have like a full rainbow where it's 20, 225, 210, 252, and a one of one. I don't think so, according to the checklist that I've seen. So I, I was able to secure one of those. I had secured his gold base um, uh, numbered to 10 card as well. I got that one pretty early on. So there was only one other card to get, and that is a pretty interesting one. It's a, it's a card I have a pretty big love hate relationship with that it exists but it's the it's a triple autograph it's him jeff jarrett and kevin nash now that card is so bizarre because that was basically the end of bret hart's career they formed the nwo 2000 it was a mess i mean a lot of things that happened with brett in wcw was a mess and then you know preceding the actual build of the nwo 2000 is when he uh when brett faced goldberg and starcade got kicked in the head wrestled for another month or so, formed the NWO. He was the leader of it. Didn't know he had this severe concussions and essentially it ended his career. So for whatever reason, this kind of out of this triple autograph exists of all of the cards, Brett could have had a a multiple person autograph with. I can't believe it was that, but I remember when that happened, how I was so excited because the fact that Brett was winning the title, he was going to be hopefully go on this heel run again. It all went to shit, but so this card is out. And sure enough, the one of one popped on eBay. And so I was watching that and um, the price was getting getting kind of high, kind of quick. But then I was able to secure those two sales. I put in a pretty heavy bid and I took it down. So I've got what's going to be my very first Bret Hart one of one. It's an odd card, NWO 2000 with Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett. I, I don't know, but it's also a redemption. So this is going to be the first time I ever, I ever send in a redemption. And it's funny enough, I guess you know, because of the price, they still have to send the redemption to the authenticator, the eBay authentication. So I don't have the redemption oh, on boy. hand or in hand yet. But uh, yeah, so we're going to see how all that goes. Nice. I'm happy yeah. for you because I know you've been chasing that. You know, you started from your humble beginnings as, <laughs> as a as a sports car. Nobody but always say you're somebody. But yeah. that's dope, man. I, I know that when once that thing comes, comes in, and you're going to be like over the moon. So and that was weird, too. Dude. Once like Brett, like that whole when they went up to like the eighth faction of the NWO, I was like, oh God. you know, you had like, that was so bad. You had, uh, anyways, that's, that's a whole. WCW was the king of having a great idea and having no idea what to do with it after it got hot. Goldberg was the same thing. Getting Brett yeah. to come to WCW was the same thing. The NWO, it was just nonstop. Here's a really great idea. It gets all the fans excited. And then two years later, we absolutely have no clue where to go, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think like I don't know, the MW, NWO was fantastic. That's when I was like all in um during that time. And that I think that well kind of almost happened by accident. I mean, you know, the guys came over, but then the fact that it took off and whatever. But anywho, I wanted to tell you, so the other day, and I'm gonna say the card because it it was total BS. Hmm. There was a Donovan McNabb one of one nebula okay. on eBay. So I looked at this thing and um the thing at one point had 63 bids on it. Okay. I'm like, bro, 
there is no way 63 people are bidding on this card. Absolutely not. There's zero, like, it's a joke. So, I of course, I click on the bids, and sure enough, man, there's a dude with zero feedback mm. that's just running it up. So I contacted the seller. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not saying it's you, but something's going on with this auction. And at first, he is like, uh, I'm just like, ah, eh, kind of says nothing, right? And he just mm. makes up a lame excuse. I hit him back, and I'm like, look, man. I said, the, the auction is six days yet, and this guy's bid 38 times. What? Yeah, like, that's on, shady. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, the guy's like, oh, okay, um, you know what? I, I'm going to um block zero bidder, zero feedback bidders from, from the auction. Okay. So he does. So the, the thing ended the other day, and guess who's back on the auction? The, the same, same zero bidder, but now thing. he has a two feedback. Oh man. He has a two feedback. Dude. So needless to say, dude, they ran this card up to like six hundred dollars. I'm like, bro, that that card at best is like a hundred dollar card. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I get it's one of one, but yes, yeah. but not like no way. And 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 I'm like, man, it sucks, you know. And I wrote to the guy in in the message. I'm like, hey, man, look. I said, this this really stinks that someone again. I'm not saying it's you. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be nice. Sure, is is pretty much taking advantage of people. Like a, a you know an inexperienced buyer, and I'm like right. that sucks, man. I'm like like, dude, how can you sleep at night? Like, ugh, man, that just ugh, dude, that burns me up, man. Yeah, that's that stuff is so it's so rampant too. You it, you, you got to be careful of like everything you're bidding on. You know the one of one Bret Hart thing. I was I mean I was skeptical because again it got up pretty high pretty early. You know with that four or five days left, it was already I think it had hit four hundred bucks or something, mm -hmm. and I was. I was worried, you know, I said, is this one? Get I, but I looked into, I don't think that one I, I could actually see the bids though. I think that one, it was hidden from, so I couldn't see the people that were okay. bidding it, but um, it's tough, man. I, how do you even begin to police that stuff? If the, if the seller's in on it too, I mean, yeah. it, it is yeah. a little shady that the, the same person comes back and all of a sudden they have two feedback. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I hate just making wild accusations, but that's, that sucks. Yeah, what was yeah. the, the feedback rating on the person selling the card? It was like a hundred and some, it was a hundred percent, but that could have been the first time that somebody actually noticed. Sure. So, yeah. Know, right. So, but right. with the, like what you say with the Brett, with the, like how that got like, you know, high early, some guys do that though. Yeah. Um, I have, I've had cards up that I've put up for sale and there are some people that use their uh, eBay name is the same as Instagram name. Mm, yep. And we actually have, we know a, a guy, a mutual hobby friend, and we didn't know each other at the time, but he he bid the card and he was being super aggressive early because sometimes yeah. if you can scare other people away, then sure. So I get that strategy too. I wait till the last three seconds Same. to make my move. Yeah. But there are some guys like, you know what, we're going to go full court press and I'm yeah. just going to scare people off. So I, I've actually done that on cards that I knew I didn't have a chance to win just to okay. try to put some skin in the game. Like there's been a couple of Roman Reigns cards maybe a year or so ago when he was, his cards were getting really hot. I was trying to get a lot of his 2020 finest stuff. Uh, try, I ultimately got the gold auto, which is probably going to be as high as I can go with that. But I think there was um, a black, which in that set, their number to 25 auto that I knew was going to be kind of pricey. And I, I think I had put in a bid right when I saw it that I knew wasn't going to win, but I thought, I don't know, maybe it'll scare somebody off. Mm -hmm. I'm also not going to watch it last second and get myself too hyped up to want it, like to start to go beyond where I want to go on the card. So I, I, that was one where I put in my bid and I said, 
I think it was within an hour I got outbid and I said, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it is what it is, but I'm not going to get caught up in the three second hype, you know, on this one, because yeah. I know what my limit is, but maybe I can get lucky and this bid will do something. I, I don't know, but it didn't work yeah. out. I don't think it's ever worked out, but the Brett one of one that I just got, that one was kind of tough because, um, I had to, it, the auction was going to end on a, I think a Thursday night. I think it was just this past Thursday. And uh, it was going to end while I was at my jujitsu class. So that was one where I had to put in my max bid an hour before it was ending. And then just class was over and go see if I won it or not. So I had put in a, a what I believed was going to be an overpay. But if it got to that price, I would have been annoyed. But also, okay, at least I got the card. Thankfully, it didn't. It went for a price that I thought was was actually pretty fair when it was all said and done. If somebody was shill bidding that one, I don't think it got it's still a one of one triple auto yeah. in immaculate, you know, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty high end set, you know, the debut for WWE. So I, I think the price ended up about where I, I was certainly comfortable with not, and it wasn't close to what I, I would have been mad if it got to, but not being able yeah. to snipe it. I kind of just had to, all right, here we go. <laughs> nice dude. I'm happy for you, man. Um, Thanks, I wanted brother. to ask you, you are, you're an MMA guy, bones Jones. Um, so he won uh John Jones, he won <clears throat> on Saturday. Yeah, the heavyweight. Yep. He yeah. set up the you heavyweight. Ever, you ever think about collecting UFC stuff? So I, I'm actually not an MMA guy. I, okay. I train, but I'm not I'm actually combat sports is weird to me. I love wrestling and I love when wrestling gets gets brutal, but combat sports I have a love-hate relationship with. Um, so I, I, I'm i not interested in buying UFC stuff. I would be interested in some Brock Lesnar UFC stuff, again, because of the wrestling the wrestling connection. You know, getting some of his UFC rookie cards would be kind of mm -hmm. cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't get into UFC that much. We, we have it, you know, we cover it at work, so yeah. I'm usually caught up with what's going on, but it's not something that I typically buy the pay-per-views for. I got you. Brock is a weird, like, you could buy wrestling, yep. football, yeah. And UFC. And there's a real debate about what his real rookie card is. And that football yeah. card is people often consider it his actual rookie card. Uh, that, you I wonder know, how many the, athletes there are like that, that, I mean, there's dual sport athletes, but three. Yeah. Damn. That's a real good question. Right. Cause you got, man, I, I don't know if there is somebody else who has three. Cause even other wrestlers that started in football, that's it. They don't also have like UFC. Um, CM Punk, I don't know if he ever got a UFC card. He wrestled a couple of UFC things, but still, that would only be two sports or two. Man, we would need like Deion Sanders to, to like be like in wrestling, and then yeah, right. You, know, you can get the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, you probably have Carl uh, Malone and Dennis Rodman have probably some WCW yeah. stuff from their runs. Um, uh, Mr. T, Mr. T had, although I don't think he has a. He probably has pop culture stuff, right? He, yeah. he must be on like a, an A team or a Rocky oh, yeah, card, yeah, yeah. right? There's a team. Yeah, there's A team set. So like maybe he technically has three. Maybe he has a Rocky card, a wrestling card, and an A team card. Yeah, maybe. But That's such a good question. We should we yeah. should look into that. And see who else is in three different categories like that. <laughs> I want to ask you too on that triple auto. Uh, we were talking uh, Oz and I with our buddy the commish the other day, mm. and he said, um, at what point? does a card have too many autos on it where you start to lose the art, the art aspect of yeah. the card? So yeah. Like I think once you get to like three, cause it just depends the layout of the card. Cause like I've seen those ones with like multiple quarterbacks on it and it's just a little mm -hmm. picture of their helmet. Like right. it just, it takes away from the card. I guess it just depends. But for me, it's like, once you get past three, it gets a little nuts. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's even, to be honest, even two sometimes, you know, it's Prism had some, uh, some cool rivalry ones where they had like Brett and Stone Cold or um, I think like Shawn Michaels and Triple H or whatever it was. I think Hogan and, and Goldberg had one. And even that, when you look at them, the pictures are kind of small. And that's just two. Of course, those are sticker autos too, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah. so even two can start to get convoluted, but it's tough. I I actually don't know what these triple autos look like because they're redemptions. So I I've, I don't know what the actual art is going to look like. But on the same token, I really don't like jumbo patch cards because of that. When it's just one big giant piece yeah. of a blue jersey or whatever, and then a teeny tiny little, you know, you know, in this in the immaculate set we have some of those with the wrestlers, a little tiny wrestler in the top. It's just that those don't do it for me. I'm not a relic guy. I. And especially the jumbo ones, man. Those really bug me for that same exact reason. I agree. I, I saw some of the uh, the WWE ones, and it was like one of the, I think it was one of the Usos or something. Mm. And it was just a big gray patch, I guess you could yeah, call it. Yeah, right. And I'm like, that's not sexy at all. Like, at all. They, they like, there's not... nothing aesthetic. Like, right. <laughs> it's right. bad. They've knocked some of those out of the park with like, cause they've, they've used some, the t-shirts like Roman Reigns has a cool one where you can see like, you know, him sit like a piece of his face in the patch. And like, that's kind of cool. You can see the cool WWE uh, logo. Some of those are red, but man, when it is just one big color, one color thing, what is that? Who wants that? I, I don't, I, I can't get into it. And another thing that I, I, I don't really want to own, but I dig that they exist are the booklets. And in this same set, they have a, a bloodline one, which I think is seven different people in the Anoa'i family. I think that's how you say it, Anoa'i family, which is the uh, the bloodline with the whole storyline that Roman Reigns and the Usos have run off with. But And I think it's seven different names they have, and, and it's a, a booklet that opens up to be three wide. So you have a left, the middle, I think, is Roman, and the left and right, I think, is three and three. I mean, that's kind of cool. You know, that's because of the size of those things, that is kind of dope. I would dig getting something like that. You know, um, if they, you know, if they ever did like a big NWO version of that with as, you know, as many wrestlers that yeah. they could, um, that would be something I would dig, but that's, it's gotta be the right thing for me to want to have it though. Yeah. Even like, uh, they could do something. I wanted to ask you too about something else, but, uh, if they did like the Hart family where they have, yeah, you know, Stu and everybody. Kind uh, of I mean, unfortunately yeah. it'd have to be a lot of cut autos because, yeah. When you look at some of like when they, when they came back and did the New Heart Foundation stable that Brett uh, was basically his final run with the WWF at the time before he left for WCW. I don't think I mean, I think everybody has passed. Pillman's passed. Anvil's passed. Um, Owen is, is gone. Oh, Bulldog boy. is gone. I think Brett is the only one left. Yeah. Uh, so you'd, you'd have to do all kinds of cut autos. But I tell you what, if they ever came up with a way to do a Heart Foundation cut yeah. auto I, I, man, I would be all over that. That would be, that would be, you know, me in the, in the word grail, but that would be something that I would, I would desperately want to have in my collection if they could somehow put that together with cut autos. Nice. What's been the wrestling community's reaction to the product? I mean, cause that's overall really positive. Um, it's kind of obnoxious because man, it, this is true in everything, but you know, because I'm so deeply entrenched in the wrestling world, I sense it so much in the wrestling world. But the tribalism that exists is infuriating. You can't like AEW and all the AEW fans crap over WWE and vice versa. And it's similar to like that in the cards, though, where 
if you're a modern collector, it's like, it feels like so many people in the vintage community look down on you. And so many people in the modern world don't give vintage a shot. And there's so much weird online Twitter like bickering that happens. I've had to mute a lot of people in the wrestling community because of it. Okay. I just, I can't stand it. This isn't, you know, I'm not here yeah. for this, but for, for the people in the community that I've been able to start to really um, entrench myself in really positive, the Panini has done a phenomenal job. The products have kept rolling, you know, starting with prism almost a year ago, we're just getting previews for prism uh, 2023. That's going to drop, which is going to mark the full year that Panini's had the, the license. It seems every couple of months, there's a new product. Every single one of the products has had something positive about them, even if I haven't dug them all. Like Revolution was the second one they came out with. I didn't like those at all, and I don't have a single Revolution card. At some point, I'd like to get a Brett uh, Galactic is kind of like the big ones that people chase, but um, but I, I didn't dig that design. But it's cool. I mean, I mean, Immaculate. The cards are you know thick card stock. They really they really screen quality. Chronicles that came out just before it was funny because it came out and I actually hated that design got one in hand and all of a sudden, you know, had a com- couple conversations and started to really appreciate the design and actually kind of liked it uh, quite a lot now. Um, so mostly positive though. Panini's done a great job. They really have. Is there going to be uh, NT or? So they put NT products in the Chronicles line. So Chronicles was kind of a way for them to, to introduce a lot of different things. So they had in the Chronicles set, they had illusions, which is a separate thing for football. They have some NT cards. They've had um, the contenders season tickets, which is something that I started to collect. So they kind of used Chronicles as like a way to, to stick in a bunch of different insert products of those different names. So there were some NT cards, no Bret Hart ones though, which good or bad, because I didn't have to try to chase one down for whatever they were going to cost. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's like a, um, I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the, the auctions too, like that's like one of those things where I've lost the auction at the end. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm good. Cause I was like, yeah. I didn't really want to pay that. So exactly. I hear you on that. Yeah. There was a, that one of one, if, if it had gotten right up to my limit and I didn't get beat, like, let's say I, I got it, but at my, I, that would have been one of those, like somebody couldn't outbid me by a buck on that one. If you're going to get it that damn high. Um, yeah, there's sometimes a loss is a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it, it opens a door for, for something else or, or whatever, but yeah, man. Yeah, I, I know I've taken those losses. So I've, I've gotten wins there where I've almost immediately regretted winning. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at it and you go, okay, what am I going to sell? Because exactly. good Lord, I didn't think I was going to take that one down. <laughs> exactly, man. And I have, oh, uh, you say that I have, uh, I have a stack that I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm going to take the step forward to either. I, I'm too lazy to list them, man. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I'm probably just going to send them to like a consigner and just, okay. I just, whatever, man. I'm like, it's just convenient. Just take them. And yeah. And, and cause they're just, they're sitting in my case, a lot of stuff and, and I've, I've, I've outgrown stuff or it was stuff that I bought when I just was buying just to buy like sure. whatever is hot and crazy. But yeah, I think have um, you have you used a consigner yet? Is that is I haven't. It? I okay. haven't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask around. Like I know I know uh, Brett uses a stack right. as he uses one, and there's another one another guy that I've spoken to. I, you know, with any as with anything, there's always a risk that things could go could go sideways. But I don't know, man. I figure that what it's gonna cost me in time to list them, ship them, sure, all that stuff, whatever the guy's percentage is. You know, I I it it probably all equates to about the same. I guess I don't know. Like, 
I, I mean, like you said, I mean, Brett really swears by it. You know, he doesn't want to put in the time and the effort to do all of it. And, and he's, I, I guess he sells a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't know the volume that he moves, but I know he really does swear by it. And I think a couple of others as well, but, uh, but I haven't done it yet. I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like just putting in the time myself is what I want to do. But at the same time, I'm trying to pull it up now because I have, a. It seems every time I do an auction, it doesn't go doesn't go well. And I uh, actually have something. Uh, once I get to my selling on eBay here, curious what it's gotten up to. Um, yeah, but I, I have a card. Uh, Forty four bucks. So if that sells there in the next three days, I'm gonna be pretty mad. But I have a Shawn Michaels 2020 gold that uh, um, I believe is like a two hundred dollar card. I had it listed slightly above that though, hoping to get offers, and I got nothing for like months. I think it went by, and I decided, ah, maybe I'll just put it on auction. And it's only up to forty-four bucks right now, and that's well, kind of the other downfall, right? I know, I know a seller that that has a guy that can fix that for you. Yeah, <laughs> just got to get him two feedback, yeah, and we'll be golden, right? I, I know a guy. Who, I know a guy who knows a guy. We, we can, oh, we can get that it. thing up to eight hundred in no time. <laughs> Next twenty-four hours, this thing will go yeah. through the roof, baby. Yeah, Let's all of a go. sudden, you know, if somebody's gonna look that up now and say, "What the hell? There's eighty-eight yeah. bids on this thing since these guys were talking about it." But I have a firm eight bids at this point. Okay, nice, <laughs> at this point. Nice. Yeah, like I said, I, I might just do it out of just sheer laziness. Mm. I mean, I've always been a, a guy who I um I overpay for convenience a lot. Sure, I, I get it. Yeah, I just sometimes I'm like, you know what? Sometimes my wife's like, really? I was like, look, we don't have to deal with whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's just it's done. So yeah, look at that delivery fee and think. It means I get to yeah. stay right here on the couch. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm good, but I don't know. It, those are, those are like little things that I think you pick up in the hobby as you go along. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, I if you like, do go down that path, let me know how it goes. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. Cause um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to, going to do that. Um, I'm actually going to see, uh, I'm going to the Philly show this weekend. There's a guy there nice. I want to talk to about it. So um, it's nice to talk to someone face to face as opposed to, yeah, you know, always over over the internet or something like that with yeah. all kinds of stuff. Even I can I can physically hand him my cards and let him do what he got to do. Yeah, that's something. So I I've been using or the last time I did a PSA submission, I, I used uh, uh, gotbaseballcards.com and I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was a tremendous service. But it would be kind of nice if there was someone more local, you know, to be able to just to hand the cards to. And, and have the conversation exactly like you're saying, I, I, I am starting to really ramp up to what I think is going to be another sub sub that I want to do. Maybe, maybe this month or next month, I'm going to try to get together like 15 to 20 cards that I want to get graded. Um, and I've been in my head right now. I still want to use them mostly because I love that they do the pre-grading stuff, you know? Yeah. We, we, uh, we just were talking about that. We, we just did our second sub mm-hmm. and it's, it's a local shop here. And last time he was like at eight, eight dollars a card, you know, for his service fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously the more cards, the more expensive it's going to be. Sure. But I was like, man, I said, there's a guy that uh, a guy I know from IG who uses another shop. The guy's like, he's like, dude, he only charges a dollar. Dude, God, baseball cards doesn't charge anything. Yeah. Even okay. if, See, even exactly. with rejections. So, so that that's why I, I use them. Yeah. I mean, and it was, you know, we, we did good with the last group sub but i feel eight dollars a card is, is a bit much now That's he's a smaller steep. shop so i understand yeah. maybe why that is sure where the other shop that i'm talking about they move their big time group submitter they have i think it's called platinum status with okay uh, 
BSA or whatever it is. So I, I get that, but I was like, eh, eight bucks. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like the got baseball cards is is I I mean they're pretty massive. When I, they were at the national, I was looking at a ton of their stuff. I mean they had so much inventory there, and I actually the reason I found them for this was actually through Sports Card Investor of all people. Somehow I had I had seen a video a while back where they were pushing something. And I, and I started to explore it when I wanted to do this a few months back. I was like, what, what was that sports card investor thing that they were talking about? And turns out, so on sports card investors website, they have a whole, Hey, we'll, we'll do the PSA submissions for you at this price. And the prices were absolutely great. But when you dive in deeper, it's actually not them. They do that through got baseball cards. So it ends up being a got baseball cards.com thing, not a sports card investor thing. Um, so they must just have some sort of deal, you know, whatever marketing that helps funnel yeah. stuff. So clearly they get a ton of volume. Um, but I just, I mean, they were good. They were fast. They, they, they got the cards in and rejected something like eight of them. And when the cards came back that were rejected, they were inside the, um, uh, the sleeves with okay. like Sharpie circling uh this this is the reason why we don't think it's going to grade well you know so you can see this indentation here or this scratch there which i thought was great i mean for free you know i like that yeah i mean that was that was fantastic and then the cards that i did get back i think i ended up getting out of maybe the 10 maybe it was 10 total that ended up going through them minus the rejections and it was i think two of them got tens all the rest were nines I think one actually got uh, an even uglier grade though, but I think that they said that it would, but my buddy, cause it was a one of one. So my buddy said, I mean, send it anyway, why not? And it ended up getting like a seven or something like that. But I think they had rejected it. That was one of the cars they would have said not to send, uh, which was nice. Cause it kind of shows, I mean, it's obviously subjective. You don't know what the graders are going to grade them when it's all said and done, but getting that extra set of eyes was something that I dug and didn't have to pay anything extra except shipping, you know, you know, yeah. the extra shipping to get it to them and from them, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I dug it. So I like that. Our, our guy, <laughs> he charges $8 and we just, he sent the cards. Like there was no, mm. I think that or the other, you know, with his naked eye, he'll say, Hey, this looks cool, but sure. It's a newer shop in town. And again, I mean, it's literally like two minutes from my house. So it's yeah, super that's convenient, great. but right. I would rather it's see, like have that where he would just reject, you know, or right. say, Hey, this might not do that. Or I don't know. Eventually maybe yeah. what, um, you, you mentioned the, the one-on-one, what's your take on grading a one-on-one, a number or authentic because I, so, I have a couple here and i'm I'm torn as i i ask everybody eventually yeah, i'm gonna do right. what i want anyway yeah, sure but i've asked 10 people and i've gotten five and five yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i'm i'm pro doing it and i'm pro doing it with a number if you think it's gonna grade well or at least decently right okay. mostly because I, I think about these things from a collector's perspective, and I know a lot of people will give the opinion from an investor flipping perspective, and they get both yeah. takes, right? You know, um, it, that the triple logo man, LeBron, was graded authentic, and I'm willing to bet that hurt it selling when it was all said and done versus if it had maybe even a nine, right? But of course, if it was graded a four or five, that probably hurts it more than the authentic. So whatever. But from a um, a collector perspective, I like the idea of grading something for the protection. I mean, that's it's nice to just get that little extra whatever. Yeah. I, I totally understand if you just want to keep it in a one touch, though. You know, they that that'll do the trick. And to 
be honest, there's some argument that it's even better to do it in a one touch versus um, a slab because I think even PSA slabs, they they tell you they only last the UV protection only lasts something like seven years. So you're not getting the same amount of protection and obviously it's harder to swap it out. Yeah, um, I mean, more so in the aspect of that authentic or the number. So for me, it would come down to what do I, if, if it's going to grade poorly, I don't think I would like to look at the number and I'd rather just look at an authentic, <laughs> right? And that's yeah. kind of, so do I really want to look at a PSA five or would I rather see authentic? I'd rather see authentic. But if it's PSA eight and up, I, to me, I mean, that's all great. I mean, a PSA nine for all intents and purposes is a great card. Yeah. Yeah. PSA eight, it, maybe it's off center. It's got some surface issues that you can't really see unless you're scrutinizing it for the grade seven and below is when I, I might go authentic if I thought it was going to do that. But of course that's a guessing game, right? You know, if you could send it into somebody that can look at it and give you a good idea, then maybe, but, but I, I definitely prefer the numbers in general over an authentic. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I'm now as you're talking, I'm like, you know what? I think I have two here that I have, and I, I think I'm going to send it to uh, this, this bigger shop that they can tell me, their mm. opinion and yeah. then i can decide because sure. yeah i definitely want it slabbed up because they're sitting in one touches but I, you know me i mean i've talked about my yeah. uh, <laughs> my uh wackiness of, uh, yeah. faction volume four check that out there's some good conversations yeah, yeah. i think it was yeah. volume four <laughs> something like that but yeah. yeah so it's like it's driving me up a wall that those two things are sitting there not looking like everybody else right so, right uh, but yeah so i i think that now that that's why I asked, man, because uh, sometimes I'm sitting here racking my brain, but I'm like, I love to bounce yeah. hobby stuff off of people like that. Yeah, it's always good to get wider perspective. I have a similar, I've never sent a comic book in to get graded, and I have Incredible Hulk 180 and 181, which it, 181 is the first appearance of Wolverine, but he also has a small silhouette cameo in 180, so you could argue that that's technically his first one, but everybody, it's 181. I have those two books that I want to send in to get graded, but that's, I've sort of struggled in my head. If they grade a three, I'm just being completely hyperbolic. I have no idea what they would grade, but if they were to come back as a three, would that bother me? You know, looking at it as a three versus having it in the nice frame that I have on my wall uh, yeah. over my shoulder over there. So one of these days, though, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and send it in and not really, I don't think I'll care, you know, what it grades at just to have them protected and, you know, pretty cool to have those books. So, yeah. Did you yeah, see we'll what see. the turnaround times is on those things right now? I think it's long is all I know. Very much so. I, yeah. I when I got this magazine, I immediately went and I looked it up and it was a three digit number. <laughs> so I was like, geez. Yeah, that's rough. And yeah. I think too, you can have um, CGC press and clean your books. And somebody what was What does that me, mean? Like, I, I've seen that. What? educate me real quick because i saw I, like somebody to was be asking, honest I'm, what's pressing like is that what 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 is i'm gonna that? i'm guessing a little bit i i actually haven't researched it myself but i believe that they actually pressed the books to help flatten it out clean it get all the edges nice and you know yeah. uh, as flat as possible but i i honestly i don't know that's something i have to educate myself on too yeah. but i think that it makes a big difference on older books and and how they present and how they grade and of course, there's always the question, like, is that ethical? You know, if, you, if you're cleaning a yeah. book, I know a lot of in the card world, we have that conversation too. But um, but I guess CGC does their own pressing and clean, but that's over a year turnaround uh, yeah. if you decide to use that. That's what somebody was telling me. But, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I saw that on their website and I, I didn't I didn't know what that meant. I was like, were they yeah. doing shirts here? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm not uh, a comic book guy. So, but, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never done it, so it's something I'm gonna have to educate myself on. But, uh, yeah. but, I right, man, listen, we're we're 
actually went a little bit longer than I thought we were going to go with this little uh, pull you out of the bullpen, hop on and have some conversation. But, but dude, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Um, I mean, my audience hears me talk about this all the time, but check out Cousins Collectibles podcast. You got Cousin Tony and Cousin Oz who just absolutely murder it. They're doing great stuff with the Wolfpack content. Absolutely phenomenal stuff there. And oh, by the way, the Faction Volume 5 just dropped this last Friday. So check that out. Uh, because that's the three of us, cousins and a sports card. Nobody having a lot of fun every month, but yeah. Tony, man, thank you so much, brother. No, nah, you got it, brother. Like I said, anytime I'm glad I come out the bullpen and, um, we didn't blow the game like the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 that's true love brother, you know, cause it's coming up. I wanted to ask, I forgot to ask you that on the faction. I was like, oh, I got to ask Shane about the Dodgers. I want to ask him now so sure. that he doesn't say it in august that you know i knew this was coming but we'll talk about that another day yeah all right we'll save that for volume six (laughs) all right good night brother appreciate you and there it is ladies and gentlemen once again cousin tony thank you so much for coming on the show and saving my butt giving me some something entertaining to give to the the audience out there i really can't thank you enough but um but listen that's really all i got you know Again, huge shout out to Tony stepping in. Hopefully I can figure out um, a makeup date with that guest. We can get get them on the show because I think there's some really good stuff to talk about there. Uh, next week, I've got another guest lined up, though. Hopefully things go smooth there. I'm excited to talk to that person. I'm trying to get some more guests on the show and bring you guys some great stories for for you all. But yeah, anyway, if you like that episode, let me know. Leave a review. Five stars if you think I'm worth it. That would be great, especially since uh, if, if Tony's worth it for stepping in. I think he gets the five stars just by default for that. Uh, and as always, if you want to reach out, feel free. You know where to find me, at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram, at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. I'm on Facebook as well. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying this show, the best thing you can possibly do, the biggest favor I can possibly ask is to share this. Share this with friends. Share this with family. Share this with anybody you think might care about anything I have to say here or anything Tony has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night.